Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 29, week 14 of Fantasy Binge. I am your sick host, Tamara. <coughs> she made it today, though, guys. I'm Tony James, the <laughs> Fantasy Sage. I know we, we haven't heard, you haven't heard from us since last Saturday. Well, if you did, it was probably oh, actually, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or TuneIn. And it was last Wednesday. The last <laughs> yeah, time we did a show was the Thanksgiving show. show. It's been a minute. So, yeah, I was down for the count pretty much all this week. Um, so we sincerely apologize for not having a Wednesday show before Thursday night's game. Uh, but what we are going to do today is we're going to talk about all positions. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to recap last week, talk about big news this week, go through our injury run up, and then we'll talk about all positions and who our top plays and stayaways are. Yep. Um, so I am in the playoffs in, I think, three of my six leagues. One, two, three of my 11. I'm out. Okay, so. So I'm in in eight. Four of those, I have a, actually two of them, two of my leagues, I still have a week 14 regular season week. Oh. Because there's only four teams that make the playoffs. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? Um, and then I have three buys, and then I actually have games in a few so, games this week. Um, I think I want to talk about a playoff pro tip. Okay. Um, which is, one, know your playoff format. Some playoffs mm. are structured where you play two weeks yep. against your opponent in the first round of the playoffs. So right. what happens this week for you might not matter. It's not just a one and done and you're out. Well, it matters. Well, yeah, but if you if you lose, you still you have still have a chance to come back. True. Next week, you just got to put your best foot forward. Try to keep it close. Yep. Um, and my other pro tip is some of your... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Your, like your Tyreek Hills and your Zeeks and your... Most notable players. Yes. Top highly drafted players. <laughs> In week 17, 10 to uh, not play. Yes. So Good if Lord. you, you might want to have a solid second string player in some of your key positions if this happens to you, if your playoffs go into Week 17. Listen, if, if first of all, if you have a league that goes into Week 17, you need to have, a, not have a cough button You need yet. to have a sit-down with your commissioner <coughs> and let them know that that's bogus and your fantasy football championship should not rely on Week 17, 17 when a bunch of teams who are already in first place and their status cannot be changed or their position cannot be changed bench their starters. Yes. Right? That's, that's just not good for anybody's league. So that's the first thing you need to do. And then, yes, the second thing you need to do is pay attention to that. If you have a league, Week 17 league, pay attention to the standings of the team that these players play on. If they don't have anything to play for, you might only get them for a half. You might not get them at all. Right. So it's important to know, okay, look, I might need to cut 
Tyreek Hill right. and and pick up Miko Hardman right. cuz that's who's going to play in week 17, mm-hmm. right? I need to cut Pat Mahomes and pick up whoever his backup is or pick up somebody else who is actually playing for something. Mm-hmm. And this is the time to really start getting your your benches together, right? Anybody that you have a star, running back, wide receiver, not so much quarterbacks because there's always a lot of solid streaming op- options, but your position players, now's a good time to clean up your bench and start picking up their handcuffs. A lot of people have James Conner, and this is the back end of the schedule where they're having decent matchups, and he's been out for three weeks, mm-hmm. and you didn't have Jalen Samuel or Benny Snell, and now you're in the mm-hmm. fantasy playoffs and you've got nobody to start in your RB1 position. Right. You don't want to get stuck like that, especially in your Super Bowl week. So those are just a couple of the pro playoff tips that I wanted to talk about um, this week since so many of us are getting into our fantasy playoffs. Uh, okay, so just a recap. A quick recap, because it's been a long week already. We're pretty much into this week. But of week 13 games, uh, I just want to go out there and say I was completely wrong about the third-string quarterback in Detroit. I had Kerryon Johnson on my bench in several leagues, and I was staring at all those points. Kerryon Johnson? No, no, no. uh, Oh, Brian Blow? Blow. 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 He's dope. I mean, he's all right. He threw for 200-something yards and I think three touchdowns. I think three. Uh, well, apparently, Two or three. Carryon Johnson had all of the touchdowns. No, not all of them, but still, you get my point. Yeah. Um, so I was completely, completely wrong on that. And trust me, if you ever wonder if we take our own fantasy advice, I paid the price for that mm-hmm. completely wrong uh, <clears throat> I mean, analysis of a third-string quarterback. And we have this conundrum this week again too. I have a full rundown of the week thirteen okay. games, but I don't. It's 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 a long run, and I don't even think we need it to. It doesn't even matter at this point. We're already to Saturday. That's what I'm saying. 15. We don't even need to really go into that. Uh, Thursday night's game was Chicago against Dallas. Dallas. Wow. Um, the game was not nearly as close as the score suggests. No, because Chicago was killing them until like 14 minutes left in the fourth. Thank you for garbage time for Michael Gallup. <laughs> Save the day. Same thing for Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was having a terrible first three quarters. All of his fantasy production, he finished the game with 334 and a touchdown. Wow. Like 160-something of those yards came in the, in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. <laughs> and the touchdown came in the fourth quarter. So he saved his fantasy day uh, yet again. Mitch Trubisky looked, looked great. Amazing. I've had him in my super flex spot since um, Matthew Stafford's been hurt, and he has been nothing but amazing for me, like to where I almost need to have him in my main quarterback spot. But, eh, there's no need to have Two. him. 244-3 and three were his passing stats. He threw one interception, and then he rushed 10 times for 63 and a rushing touchdown. Mm. He had a great day. Allen Robinson got in the end zone twice. Zeke showed up for us. Yeah. Uh, 19 for 81 and 2. Michael Gallup, 6 for 109. Another garbage time player. Got a <laughs> touchdown. Um, what do you think about Garrett? Get, what's his status after the season? I don't know because – 
Jerry Jones be on talk shows cussing hosts out and, and stuff and acting like, oh, he doesn't know why we're asking right. if Jason Garrett's going to have a job after this. Right. I mean, look what happened to uh, Rivera in Carolina. Ooh. The owner came out and said, I'm not going to accept long-term mediocrity. And then uh, apparently long-term is three games. And he stuck to his guns. He basically said, yo, I'm putting you on notice that you need to go out there and get some wins. And, wins and they lost three happen. in a row. And he said, you're out of here. He stuck to his word. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they were losing the teams that they lost to the Washington Redskins last week. You cannot come back from a loss like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe Jason Garrett's going to be coaching college now. I, who knows? Yeah. Maybe right next year he'll be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He'll be a coordinator. If he comes back as the head coach of the Cowboys, I don't want to hear Jerry Jones complain about anything else anymore. Yeah, you've made it, your it's, well, it's also true what everybody's been saying. It's nice to have a human shield there to take the brunt of the poor play of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Nobody ever blames Jerry Jones when realistically all of these coaches and these players have been put in place by – he is not the only the owner. He is the GM. He makes personnel decisions, right? Well, here's what I'm going to say. I mean, Dak had an amazing couple seasons – but he's looking suspect. Not suspect, but, I mean, he's he's not consistent. No. We've already talked about Zeke all season long, about he's not the running back that, that you needed or wanted him to be in his draft position for this season. Um, it's interesting, they, though. They picked up Amari Cooper and yeah. Michael Gallup. They've been, they've been great. Um, but there's just not consistency overall right. among all your positions on the team. Well, I think... We're used to Zeke getting a particular load. We're used to Zeke getting Christian McCaffrey type work, and he still has the six most carries. It just doesn't. Look and, and like a, it. it doesn't feel that way. Uh-huh. It doesn't look. And the fantasy stats are not shining through right. like that, right? So it, it's been a tough season for them. Um, with that loss, Philly can take over first place in the division. Okay, they can get to I believe how is it okay who else is in this division the Redskins and the Giants oh okay (laughs) right so it's a terrible terrible division it's gonna be seven and nine it's gonna be seven and nine or eight and eight that's gonna get a team into the playoffs in that division and it's gonna come down to week 17 when Dallas and Philly play it's terrible. This happens every year with this division though there's never one team that really except for the, the the year the Philly won the Super Bowl there hasn't been a year where there's a consistent front runner, outstandout team in that division. It's always like this. Um, I did want to talk about. I know we said we're moving past week thirteen, but uh, Tom Brady. Is it time for him to retire? I mean, he's looking. I'm not going to say he's looking as bad as Peyton looked in his last year. No, definitely but not. But he's definitely he, not he, like he looks TV every bit twelve. Of, Tom. He looks every bit of forty one. Yeah. Every bit of 41. <laughs> and here's the thing that bothers me, right? Everybody wants to look for justification. Oh, he doesn't have any receivers around him. Oh, okay, oh, he I'm doesn't. sorry. They have like 80 receivers yeah, on this team. But my thing is, that's the same thing you guys used to give him credit for. He's great because he makes these guys better. He doesn't have the upper echelon receivers, and yet he brings these guys up under him and makes them look like superstars, and now that's the reason why he's not playing well? Well, you could do that Do that at 36. At 41, you can't give your energy to, to other people that's on the team. That's terrible. He was screaming at receivers on the sideline, telling them to complete their routes. He was very – he just – Tossed his helmet to the equipment guy. <laughs> no, and I was like, is that that guy's job 
just to catch it. No, he threw it on the ground and the equipment guy picked it up and started brushing the dirt off. And no, like, that was when, uh, what's his name? The angry dude on Minnesota threw his helmet on the ground. Xavier Rhodes. Because he kept getting oh, beat. Oh my God. Xavier Rhodes said, okay, apparently I'm going to have to come out here and just tackle everybody. Yeah. He threw his helmet on the ground. He said, this is it. I am now Superman. Oh. And every play after that, he made. He just balled out. He was knocking that. balls out of people's hands. He was tackling people. He was knocking people out of bounds. It was great. Uh, You're right. That, that was Xavier Rhodes. To go back to the Panthers, the secondary coach, Perry Fuel, is the new interim head coach. And then, like, the offensive coordinator is, like, the assistant coach. Yeah. And then, like, somebody, some defensive coach is now the offensive. There's a lot of moving around in Carolina. A lot of moving around. <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> all of that leads to what's going to happen with Carolina this week. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Gardner Minshew gets the nod for the rest of yeah. the year. So Nick Foles is done. Gardner yeah. Minshew is And all is the, the talk is what do you do with that $50 million guarantee? Yeah, that guaranteed money, I you got to pay him. And then there's another $38 million on that contract. Um, <coughs> I, there's, there's speculation that uh, what team was it that was talking about should we kick the tires on? I can't remember what team it was. It's escaping me now. Was I don't it think Washington. Any- no, it wasn't Washington. I don't think anybody should go get Nick Foles. Mm. I-, I wouldn't be running to go grab him. I wouldn't either, I- personally. I- he didn't. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not that great. Um, I've got Kansas City signed Spencer Ware. Yeah. So Damian Williams is out. Yep. Um, <laughs> you've got Darren. Sean McCoy is always questionable. Mm, yeah. So you've got Daryl Williams, you've got Darwin Thompson, and now you've got Spencer Ware. He knows the offense, which is yeah. probably why he's the guy that they went and got. But I really think it's just a depth, a depth pickup. Do you go back? I mean, for the check, obviously. Of course. But like, if you're sitting on your couch, you, you go, go to whoever calls you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> and if they could use him, if somebody else goes down this week, it's a big game in New England, right? Against a very tough and physical defense. If they can use you, great. But if somebody else goes down in that backfield, they might really, really need you. So, you know, hell yeah, go get that million dollars. Six hundred twenty thousand. I can't even remember how long ago this is. Well, I got some other things. I've got Cleveland activated John Ross off of IR. Cincinnati. I'm I'm sorry, yes, Cincinnati. I have that as well. Now, uh, a lot of people are like, this is not a big deal. But and I know we haven't seen Josh John Ross for a long time. But in weeks one and two, which were great matchups, one against uh, the San Francisco 49ers, and I can't remember who the first matchup was against, but they were against two top defenses. John Ross and Andy Dalton looked excellent together. Everybody's talking about Tyler Boyd, but I'm like, with John Ross back in this lineup and with Andy Dalton getting back to the quarterback position, maybe not this first week back, but there's still two more weeks left in the season. And I actually really, really like signing John Ross off of waivers moving forward. They played Seattle the first week and San Francisco the second week, both. In week one, he just went off. I don't know who else was out there catching balls for Cincinnati. Um, 158, seven receptions, 158, two touchdowns, Mm 34.8 points and a half-point PPR. And against San Francisco, four receptions for 112 yards and a touchdown, 21 points. Right. And then now, he was gone. In, in weeks three and four, it's like, okay, what happened to John Ross? <clears throat> but, yeah, definitely he has an upside. I like it. Um, speaking of, of Cleveland, are they winning out? 
They lost last week. So I guess we, I guess <laughs> we had over. that one. That's over. All that drama. Um, Pittsburgh announced that Devlin Hodges is going to start at the QB this week. Yep. He'll probably finish out the season. And Duck. Duck. Duck Hodges. Oh, good Lord. He's Duck. Um, this brings me to when we talk about the rankings in the, I think, the wide receiver uh, position. Oh no, that's by injuries. Well, anyway, I, th- I think it's at the wide receiver position uh, in Pittsburgh, our tight end. Mm. And then um, I have Bruce Arians says that Ronald Jones is still the number one. And then I put, really? Because. <sighs> it's frustrating. It's <laughs> so um, frustrating. Now, it's my understanding that some people hit you up for some fantasy advice and you told them Ronald Jones all day, all son. All day long. All, All day. day long. Um, and, and then, then what happened was um, Ronald Jones. Peyton Barber had a like 50 point game. Well, Ronald Jones missed an assignment on a pass block. And Bruce Arians doesn't mess that. For him, you've got to be able <coughs> to not only run the ball, you've got to be able to pass block, you've got to be able to catch passes. And he missed a pass block and got benched. He had six receptions for eight yards. Mm. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Ronald Jones, I'm sorry, not Ronald Peyton Jones. Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber went 17 for 44 and two touchdowns. Yeah, he had a good game. So, um. He had a good game. So they're saying he's still the starter, but if there's a, if you have a guy on your team that can be pulled at the drop of a hat like that, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not I, I can't him. trust his production. Oh, he, he drops a ball and now he's on the bench for the rest of the game? Nope. Yeah, no thank can't you. Can't rock with it. Um, <clears throat> do you have any additional? Um, no, no. I have some, I have some. Oh, we're in news, right? Yeah, we're in news. <laughs> I do actually have some things. Um, some of these things are not relevant to fantasy right now. It's just things that are kind of on the radar for next year. Melvin Gordon talking about he probably won't be a Charger next year. Yeah, I bet he won't be. He was trying not to be this yeah, year. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, they're talking about him getting traded. Cam Newton to have surgery um, next week on that foot. But they're saying he should be back by off-season training camp, wherever he's going to end up. I don't okay. know if he's going to be in Carolina. Eli. Didn't you say you wanted to see him in San Francisco? Chicago. No. I, I don't. I don't need. It's gonna be hard for Chicago to say, "Oh, we need somebody other than Mitch." <sighs> the way Mitch has been playing for the last few weeks. Yeah, you're right. I used. To, I wanted to say it was gonna be Chicago, but if he continues, to, if they continue to allow him to play like this, I feel like they weren't letting him play like this. And if they were trying to run an offense that was keeping him in the pocket, it's not the type of quarterback he is. Mm-hmm. You have to let him play. Um, so I don't know where Cam is gonna land next year. Eli. Oh, Eli's back this Eli week. Eli Manning gets the start on Monday Night Football against the Philadelphia Eagles. They can win that game. I think so. They can win that game. So I mean, I, be... I don't like Eli, but, you know, I'm happy for him. Yep. That's going to that's gonna be interesting. <clears throat> uh, Bruce Arians refuses to answer questions about Jameis Winston's future with the team. Mm. Uh, Rams. Okay. Sorry. Sean McVay came out and said, yeah, I'm not an idiot, when asked whether or not he was going to continue to play Todd Gurley as much to give him the load that he's been giving him in the last few weeks. <laughs> what it sounds like 
as he was preserving him for the end of the season, hoping yeah. that they make the playoffs. But yeah. now you're in a situation where, where it's like you need them to be playing. You've got to you've got to win a whole bunch of games to even be thinking about the playoffs. Yeah, with the Rams, I don't know what it is. It's like sometimes you see them and they look like a great team, and then sometimes you see them and you're like, everybody's playing like shit right now. What is going on? Todd's not doing anything. Cooper Cup can't catch a ball. Brandy, no. In their defense. You've got Robert Woods, who was out for a while. Cooper, um, Brandon Cooks, who was in concussion protocol for a, at least what seemed like three weeks or mm-hmm. at least four out of the season. So I get it. You've got, you know, but all teams are dealing with issues. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. You just expect more out of the Rams after the season they had last season. Right. Originally, the news was that Thielen had a good chance to play this week, but now it looks like he's doubtful and Mm. trending in the wrong direction. So, you know what that means? Fire up Rudolph. Um, Odo Beckham Jr. was vague when asked about his future in Cleveland. Want to hear his comments? Yeah, because you know what? You are not – I don't know what – I know what it is. We all know what it is. Baker Mayfield is not the quarterback that he thought he was after the couple of great games that he had last season. And OBJ was all fired up to go there with a new quarterback and be catching all these balls. And OBJ, I'm sorry. I feel like he's had us fooled for a couple seasons. Okay, I'm sorry. I was getting on an OBJ rant. (laughs) This is what he said. No one knows what the future holds, like tomorrow. I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. My locker my locker is right beside one of the men who means the most in the world to me. He's talking about Jarvis Landry. I think about just being able to come to work and seeing him every single day and how special this could be. So I couldn't sit here and tell you whether I'm going to be here. Want, want to who be here? To leave don't hu- want to be here. This is exactly where I'm at now, and I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. It sounds like somebody got into a fight with their boyfriend. And now they're trying to be like, oh, I don't want to leave you. It's just that I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. listen, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and say it. And you know what? It's controversial, but I'm going to say Lord. it. OBJ has the name that he has off a catch, a one-handed catch, mm. and a couple big games. When has OBJ been consistently a Michael Thomas never. or consistently a Mike Evans? Never. He's never been that way, even when nope. he was with the Giants. Nope. He has a couple good big games, and then he disappears for a while. Is that a result of quarterback play? No, that's a result of he's not consistent. He's probably deal. It always seems like he's dealing with some type of injury that he acts like isn't bothering him or impacting him as much as it is. And also, he's just not that great of a consistent he's player. With Eli Manning and Baker Mayfield. That like there's something to be said for that. That's I, fine. I I don't I don't I believe he is overhyped as well. But I also don't believe he's all the way on the other end of the spectrum. I believe that there is. I'm just saying he's not consistent. That's so, fair. <clears throat> if he's going to sit here and say, oh, I'm going to leave Cleveland because somebody else is the reason for me being a subpar wide receiver, I can't 100% put that on Baker Mayfield. I, I just feel like we say I say this all the time, and, and that people play based on their situation. And we've seen players leave bad situations, and then it's like, oh, I've heard that name a bunch of times, but I never knew he was that good. It's because they were in a bad situation. He had to make a name for himself inside of a bad situation. I think if you put him on a team with a Matt Ryan or a Drew Brees or an Aaron Rodgers, I think he would shine. And everyone can't say that. Okay, so you think if you put him out in Green Bay, he'd be playing as well as Devontae Adams? Better. 
Okay. <clears throat> well, you know what? He needs to go prove that to me. I feel it. Colts signed Jack Doyle to a three-year, $21 million extension. What does that mean for um, Eric Ebron? It means either he's more hurt than what we know of now or... I think it means it was a fun experiment. And they made their choice it and it's not, out. it's not Eric Ebron. <laughs> you're hurt all the time right. and you're out of here. So there is that. Um, that's all I got for news. All right. Well, let's get into injuries since we've kind of been talking about that a little bit anyway. All right. Um, it's actually a pretty short injury report this time around. Hollywood Brown with an ankle injury is questionable. Greg Olson is still in concussion protocol and is questionable. I don't think he's going to go. A.J. Green, of course, is out. I don't even know why you still talk about him. Stafford is out and likely out for the remainder of the season. Yes, he has a broken back. Will Fuller with a hamstring injury is questionable. T.Y. Hilton and Adam Vinatieri are both out. Damian Williams is out. Gerald Everett is out. Adam Thielen is doubtful. Mohamed Sanu and Julian Edelman are both questionable. Evan Ingram has been ruled out. Demaryius Thomas, Le'Veon Bell... Ryan Griffin are questionable. Right before we started recording the show, we got news that Le'Veon Bell has been downgraded to out. Hunter Renfro is out. Josh Jacobs is questionable. Jordan Howard and Nelson Aguilar are questionable. James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster have been ruled out. Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis are questionable. Who cares? And Paul Richardson is also questionable. All right. All right. So let's get into these these position runoff rundowns. <coughs> Since we didn't have a, <coughs> a uh, Wednesday show, we're going to talk about all the positions. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Yep. Really quick before we do that, I just want to run down some potential waiver pickups. Okay. I'm not going to go into depth in them. I'm just going to run down the position and give you some names of guys that you can pick up. And they may be still out. Even after waivers cleared this week, I was able to go in later as late as yesterday and pick up some of these names off of waivers. Damn it. Well, I didn't. So um, now that means they're not going to be there for me to pick up. <laughs> Quarterback, Sam Darnold, Ryan Tannehill, Gardner Minshew. Running back, Darius Geis, Rashad Penny, Benny Snell. Alexander Madison is a tricky one only because they're saying that Dalvin Cook is going to play. I do still think in this matchup against Detroit. Oh, since – okay, wait, wait. Dalvin Cook yeah. has a – Pretty serious coach, clavicle injury. Coach came out on Thursday and said he's going to go. Okay. I he said he's so close to 100% on Wednesday. and that he's going to play. Hmm. But I still think this isn't a game where they need him, right? They're not going to need – they don't need to play him against Detroit. Hmm. I think Alexander Madison is actually going to get the majority of the workload, but Dalvin <laughs> Cook will be on the field. So um, wide receivers, Debo Samuel, uh, Zach Pascal. John Ross, James Washington. This is important to note about James Washington. He and uh, Duck, Duck Mm -hmm. Hodges, have bonded over duck calling. The reason they call him Duck is because he is a professional duck caller. He's won state competitions, all the things. So him being the smart receiver that he is, he said, I need to go bond with my quarterback. They got pictures together out there, duck calling in the wilderness. And what that lead to last week, that led to, oh, I don't have the stats written down, but I believe it was like five receptions, 400-something yards, and a touchdown. James Washington. James Washington. So uh, with Juju still out another week, Mm -hmm. James Washington is going to be the dude. 
And then at tight end, uh, Ryan Griffin and Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki, I think, is going to have tight end stock for the remainder of the year. The same way I feel about Ryan Fitzpatrick, the same way I feel about Devontae Parker. The Miami Dolphins are not going away, and they're going to try to spoil seasons from here on out. And their schedule is a lot. In the last two weeks, against Cincinnati, James Washington had three for 98 and a touchdown. And last week against Cleveland, four for 111 and a touchdown. There you go. Bonding. <laughs> Duck calling. <laughs> Duck calling. So. Um, all right. So since we're on quarterbacks, let's get to – yeah, and yeah. Which is interesting because Hodges – Duck Hodges mm-hmm. – has not been playing. Mm-mm. He's been crappy. Apparently, he's throwing everything to uh, Washington, though. <laughs> um, okay, so in the quarterback position, well, I'll just remind you how I do my rankings. It is very surface-level analysis, and then you can help fill in. So I look at the top three defenses and the top, then the bottom three defenses against the position, and then give my surface-level analysis of whether I think you should play the person against that defense. Mm-hmm. So, in quarterbacks, I have the top the top the worst or the bottom 3 defenses. Number 32 is Arizona and this is ESPN rankings. Uh Arizona in 32 uh and Pittsburgh is playing Arizona, so we talk about uh Hodges, no injuries, he's been practicing fine all week. Uh getting the start, I think he's viable against Arizona. But I would not – I mean, you've got to be pretty desperate yeah. to be playing Hodges. Definitely. I mean, if you're in your playoffs, you didn't get there playing Hodges. Right. So unless for some reason your quarterback is hurt, uh, I don't. I wouldn't go pick him up over somebody else. Nope. Uh, number In the number 31 is Atlanta against the quarterback. <coughs> that is Carolina this week. So Kyle Allen will be uh, throwing against uh, Atlanta. He has no injuries. He's been practicing. I have here new coach, new player. Maybe. Mm. Maybe the change in the coaching might encourage him to, I don't know, ball out. But, again, like Hodges, you didn't get to your playoffs playing Kyle Allen. So I don't see a reason to run out and go pick him up. <clears throat> and then I have Miami is number th- is 30 against the quarterback. They're playing the Jets this week, so you're looking at Sam Darnold. My co-host here has already mentioned that. He might be a good pickup off waivers. He's no did not dealing with any injuries this week. Uh, can he repeat his uh, Oakland performance? I put yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. It depends on – it's all circumstances at this point because you're in your fantasy playoffs. You probably have a pretty solid quarterback. Maybe. So unless they're coming up against a tough matchup and you might be looking for somebody with an easier matchup or you're streaming quarterbacks, uh, he could be a good pickup. I had one of those three. I had Sam Darnold on my list. On the other side of that same game, I actually really, really like Ryan Fitzpatrick in this game against the Jets. Jets are just bad. That's just what it is. Um... On top of that, I have four more. I've got Jared Goff uh, against Seattle. I think they're going to do their damnedest to take away Todd Gurley, which is going to force Goff to have to throw the ball. And so he's going he's got three great wide receivers that he can air it out to. And they're also pretty bad against the tight end, which makes me really like um, Tyler Higby in this game the same way I did last week with Gerald Everett out. He comes up in my tight ends. Um, so Goff for sure. Baker Mayfield. 
against the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a Cincinnati effect. Uh-huh. Uh, Kirk Cousins against the Detroit. Same deal. It's a Detroit effect. And I play all my quarterbacks against Oakland. So, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Forget you. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, on the other end of the spectrum, we've got New England, surprise, surprise, number one against the quarterback position. They're mm-hmm. playing Kansas City this week. So, I've got Pat Mahomes not dealing with any injuries. I go... I put they were shut out last year when they played New England in the playoffs against New England. I would, but it's Pat Mahomes, so I'm dealing with the if you have them, which I do. Am I not going to play Pat Mahomes? I would play. I would play some of those other dudes we mentioned on that other list over Pat Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Absolutely. See, so I might be in this. I might be seeing if I could pick up Sam Darnold. I'd play Ryan Tannehill over Pat Mahomes, no question tomorrow. Who are they playing this week? Oakland. You know what? You're not going to do that. I'm I'm telling you. I would. And number two, of course, surprise, surprise. These are pretty much standard. San Francisco. So they're playing New Orleans this week. Mm. So you're looking at Drew Brees not dealing with any injuries. Uh, He's – I have – he's – has not looked the best in the last couple AT. Oh, why did I put ATL matchups? Because he hasn't in the two Atlanta matchups. Oh, and I think that I might have ranked their defense against a quarterback similar to San Francisco. Okay. That might be why I was looking particularly at, at Atlanta. Gotcha. But I still have, I would play him. I mean, uh, <sighs> It's at home. Um, yeah. It's in a dome, so they're not going to be, you know, subject to the elements. I, I just think that pass rush for the 49ers is really, really good. Um, and I think they're going to have to try and run the ball or utilize Kamara more in the passing game, which they haven't been doing for some reason this season. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a well-fought. It's going to look a lot like the game did against Baltimore last week. Um, so it's, it's going to be a tough out for both sides of the ball. Uh, and then the number three uh, spot is Buffalo. They're playing Minnesota this week. So you, I'm sorry, Baltimore this week. Mm-hmm. So you've got Lamar Jackson. I said, you see what he did last week against San Francisco, ranked number two. Play. Yeah, you never say Lamar yeah. Jackson. Don't <laughs> Lamar say Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Um, I got a few more. Gardner Minshew against the Chargers. I don't like him in this comeback game against that stingy defense. I've got Derek Carr against Tennessee. He just hasn't looked the part. Um, and te- that Tennessee defense is pretty solid, and I think I know the Raiders need to get wins. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to happen until after this week. Okay. Um, and then I don't like Kyler Murray's opportunity against the Pittsburgh six-ring pass defense. All right. Yeah, let's move on to running backs then. Yeah, I got a bunch of them. <sighs> okay, we'll go fast. Well, you go first. I know, but then you go fast after me. <laughs> okay, so last but certainly not least, we have Kansas City. They are ranked 32 against a running back. Playing New England this week, you're looking at Sony Michelle and James White. Neither yep. one of them are dealing with any uh, important injuries this week. Uh, for Sony Michelle, I put hasn't been that big of a threat. Uh, and then for, story. God. So it's like. That's been so frustrating. <clears throat> yeah, you could play him and maybe you'll see something out of him. Uh, I know he's. I drafted him as my RB1 in one league. And honestly, I I wish I didn't have him because I probably would have played other running backs yeah. over him. I think this is a game where he'll shine, though. And for James White, I said, can he repeat his miraculous performance from last week? Yeah. And it, 
looking at this defense, maybe. Yeah, this is a situation where James White is a very, very solid pass catcher, and that's exactly what the Patriots need. So I think we're going to see a lot of the groundwork go back to Sony Michelle in this game, and James White will be getting some uh, some passes out of the backfield. All right, 31 is Carolina. They're playing Atlanta this week. Mm-hmm. So Devontae Freeman is really the only running back you're really looking at in Atlanta. He's yep. not dealing with any injuries this week. He's ranked number one in the position, and I just put simply play. Mm-hmm. And then Detroit is ranked 30 against a running back. That's Dalvin Cook. We were having this conversation earlier. Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Yep. See, <clears throat> for some reason, I already had him out on Wednesday. So if they came out Thursday and Coach said Zimmer. Dalvin Cook might play. Coach Zimmer said he was he was good, and he wasn't on the injury report, <laughs> the report. when I was okay. just looking through it. So. so my analysis was with Dalvin out, Madison is your best bet. You're going to play him. But now if Dalvin Cook is going to play, um, <clears throat> like you talked about earlier, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'd play Dalvin Cook even if he is bad. It's it's you're rolling the dice because mm-hmm. this is definitely a situation where if the Vikings get up early, they could just say, "All right, Cook, rest. We're going to need you, mm-hmm. Madison. Here, do your thing for the rest of the game." It's right. It's also a situation where you could be Adam Thielen, come out playing and re-injure yourself, and now you're hurt even worse. What I will say is, if they're up early, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a result of Dalvin Cook having had some production. So even if he gets it early and sits for the second half, he can still get you two touchdowns, and then you're fine with that fantasy day. Um, So you got to weigh it, but there's no way to know how much he's going to play, if he's going to be on a snap count, if he goes in and re-injures himself and is out for the rest of it. No, there's no way to know. If he takes one big hit that scares the team. Right. And it's like, now nah, let's not risk it. That could happen. Yep. And um, now you've got Dalvin Cook with two points. Right. That could happen. So you, you take a risk. Is there uh, anyone else you want to add? Yeah, I got a few. AP and Darius Geis against Green Bay. That's pretty much the only offense that Green Bay allows is on the ground. Um, so I like both of them. Uh, Benny Snell against the Arizona Cardinals. He's a must play with James Conner out. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb against the Cincinnati Bengals. Rock them. Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon against the Jacksonville Jaguars going to have big days. Phillip Lindsay at Houston. And um, uh, Derek Henry against the Oakland Raiders. And then I like Jones and Williams for Green Bay against the Washington Redskins. Okay, okay. <coughs> A lot of All two right. running back sets in a, yeah. in a lot of these teams, man. Uh, whenever I'm prepping running backs, that's usually – running backs and wide receivers is usually where I have two and three names listed. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> All right, so number one against a running back position, of course, no surprise, is New England. They're playing Kansas City. You're looking at Darren Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, Darren Williams, Damian Williams. Who would you even play? I, I don't know. <laughs> if you had to pick one. <laughs> uh, no one really is dealing – none of those names is really dealing with the serious injury. Damian is. Damian's out. No. Oh, you know why? Because I prepped this one. Yeah. Uh, Thompson could be the number one with the – oh, I, I must have known. Thompson could be the number one with the others hurt and <clears throat> or out. But maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I, I also have McCoy did not see an increase in snaps after Williams was out on Thursday. Nope. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Again, no cough button. 
Um, but like you said, there's so many to choose from. No one's production really increases because one person is out. Agreed. So, I wouldn't play any of them. Nope. Number two, against the running back position is San Francisco. They're playing New Orleans, so you're looking at Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. Neither one is dealing with a serious injury, but I also put neither one has been producing consistently. So, I mean, honestly, this is like a coin toss. Either they're going to have a great game or they're going to have a crappy game. And it's just, what do you feel in this week? Uh, If they use Kamara the way I stated earlier, if they use him in the passing game, then I think they're going to have, he's going to have an opportunity to eat against the Niners. But if they just use him on the ground, it's going to be a tough out. And then number three, surprisingly against the running back position, at least according to ESPN on Wednesday, was Tampa Bay. They're playing Indianapolis, so you're looking at Marlon Mack and yep. Jonathan Williams. Marlon yep. Mack is back. And with Marlon Mack back, Jonathan Williams, you probably aren't really even going to see that much production. You didn't even right. see that much from him when Marlon Mack was out. Yeah, one good game, and then he fooled us all and didn't do yeah. crap last week. Yep, so, I mean, honestly, if you have one of these guys and you need to play him, then you can play him. Uh, or if you have one of these guys... And you could find anyone else to play. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't play him. That's tough. I wouldn't play. Him I don't. I don't have a choice with Marlon. I'd, I'd probably play think. Alvin Kamara, but it wouldn't. It 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 doesn't instill confidence in me to play Alvin Kamara. It's gonna be tough. Um, Over Marlon back. We we're talking about definitely. No, I know. Oh, okay. But we're, I was more so talking about all three of the ones, the okay. teams you said not to play. Um, to add to that list, I've got both Tampa Bay running backs, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones against the Indianapolis Colts. I wouldn't play either of them. Uh, Tevin Coleman and Matt Burita, Raheem Mostert, I wouldn't mm. play any of them against the Saints run defense. Uh, Saquon against Philadelphia, I just I don't like it. Now, same kind of thing with Alvin Kamara. With with Eli Manning, Saquon Barkley will have an uptick in targets. They haven't been using him in the passing game with Daniel Jones, but Eli loves to throw the little short ball. That's one of the reasons why he had such an amazing rookie year, even though the Giants played so terribly. His volume was incredible both on the ground and through the air. We could see some of that on Monday night. I personally just wouldn't want to risk it. In the fantasy playoffs. I haven't seen Eli in a whole bunch of weeks. I don't know what the offense is going to look like. And if you've been winning with Saquon, you've been winning in spite of Saquon. Because he has not been playing yeah. well at all That's a true for statement. the last few weeks. Um, and I don't like Todd Gurley against Seattle. Even though Seattle has a 19th ranked run defense, I think their entire game plan is going to be aimed at taking Todd Gurley away. Okay. Um, so I'd stay away. All right, moving on to the wide receiver position. We're looking at Tampa Bay ranked number 32 against the position. They're playing Indianapolis, so pretty much all I have here is Zach Pascal. He's not dealing with any injuries. He's at practice, but I said everyone else is hurt, so play him. There you go. Uh, The Giants are ranked 31 against the wide receiver. They're playing Philadelphia, so you're looking at Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. Now, Nelson Aguilar is dealing with a knee injury. He has not practiced. at all this week so there you're really only looking at Alshon Jeffrey Alshon and nobody else right so I said Jeffrey's good uh is the go-to oh oh my bad oh my chart is weird 
but you're right in what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey's the go-to, so you're going to play him. Yeah. And then sure. Arizona's wait 30th against the wide receiver position. They're playing Pittsburgh. That's Deontay Johnson and James Washington. James. <laughs> Neither one is dealing with the issue. I said Juju is hurt, so someone has to catch the ball. Yeah. I go, but here's my question. Can you trust Hodges? Now, we talked about this earlier. Washington has built a rapport with him, so it looks like he might be the one that you're going to pick up over Deontay Johnson. Yep. That's what I would do. And then I said, I have questions. I questioned the third string. Oh, I questioned the third string in Detroit, and you see what happened there. <laughs> That's true. Um, I, if I were smarter or had more time or wasn't so sick, I'd probably look at the stats about what the wide receiver, what happens to certain wide receiver or tight end production once a third string or mm-hmm. second string comes in. But, you know, I just wasn't going to do that in the time allowed. All right. Uh, to add to that, I've got quite a few. Tyrell Williams against the Tennessee Titans. I really like this week. Uh, Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders against the New Orleans Saints. Robbie Anderson against the Miami Dolphins. A.J. Brown for Tennessee against the Oakland Raiders. I really like Stephon Diggs this week against Detroit. Uh, D.J. Moore against Atlanta. And Devontae Parker <laughs> against the New York Jets. All right. And the wide receivers I would probably not play this week. Again, surprise, surprise, New England is ranked number one against the wide receiver position. They're playing Kansas City, so you're looking at Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson. Mm-hmm. Neither one is de- neither of these three is dealing with any significant injury. I have Hill received nearly 30% of targets, but did have a lackluster week <clears throat> against Oakland. Ooh, that's such a hard sit. Yeah, so. But I feel it. I mean, pretty much no. Pretty much, you're only talking about Tyreek Hill. And am I not going to play Tyreek Hill? No. <sighs> so hard. So, <laughs> so hard. Uh, number two, surprise, surprise, San Francisco. Uh, they're playing New Orleans, yeah. so you're looking at Michael Thomas and uh, Ted Ginn Jr. Again, neither one is dealing with an injury. I have here, week three, 13 was a fluke for Michael Thomas because that's really all I'm talking about. His performance wasn't what you would expect it to be. Um, but I'm going to play him. He's so consistent. Yeah, I'm going to play Michael Thomas. Yeah. And then uh, Kansas City is ranked number three against the wide receiver position. So they're playing uh, New England. So you're looking at Julian Edelman. You're looking at a lot of people. Edelman, Philip Dorsett, yeah. Nikhil Harry. I put Edelman and Dorsett because I was like, I'm not putting these Mohamed Sanu. Edelman <laughs> is dealing with a shoulder injury and was limited in practice on Wednesday and Friday. Mm. <coughs> I have no analysis for this. I just put, hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those receivers are definitely going to struggle. Uh, but it could be that they struggle just because there's so many of them and there's no number one target. It's not that. There's like a top four. There's a hierarchy <coughs> yeah, there. Yeah, four is a lot. Well, That's a lot they're of not all on the field at the same time. The fact is... They well, have, the numbers they have would no suggest pass, that they, they have are. no pass protection, <laughs> right? And Brady's constantly throwing the yeah. ball into the ground because yeah, he's, he's constantly being rushed and hit yeah. all the damn time. I will say Brady is not used to getting tackled. No, not at all. He's season. pissed off every time he has to get up off the ground. <laughs> Yelling at the refs. He's saying the receivers are not running their routes properly. They can't run the ball. Sony Michelle hasn't done anything. You know what I mean? So it's just been a, it's been a huge struggle in New England this year. Um... To add to that list, I have Terry McLaurin mm. against Green Bay. 
Uh, Will Fuller. Ah, God, this one's hard. Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins against Denver. Mm. I want to say that Deshaun Watson, now he looked great against New England, and both of those receivers had a really good game. But ah, something about that Denver defense, it just makes me uncomfortable. This is the type of game that Deshaun Watson goes out and puts up a stinker mm-hmm. and everybody's terrible. This okay. is the perfect script. I have a really bad feeling about them for this game. DK Metcalf against the Rams, I do not like. DJ Chark against the Chargers, I do not like. And that's it. All right. Uh, final positions. Tight ends. Tight ends. Rank 32 against the tight end position is... Of course, the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, Arizona Cardinals. know who that is. They're playing Pittsburgh, so that's Vance McDonald. Ooh, begrudgingly, I have him on my list, too. He hasn't been crap all year. Here's what I have. Uh, Play the tight end against Arizona. However, the same applies with what I said about the wide receivers. What's going to happen to the game script with the third-string quarterback? Now, you know what I'm going to look at? What's Vance McDonald's production been with uh, Hodges playing? And then number 31 against the position, I have Seattle. They're playing L.A., and that's Tyler Higby. <clears throat> no significant injuries. With Jared Everett out, Higby played the best uh, best game of the season against Arizona. Can he? Can it be repeated in Seattle? I think so. Yeah, I put, yeah, play. I think so. <clears throat> and then 30, uh, get 30, right, 30th against the position is Kansas City. Playing New England, that's Ben Watson. I said New England doesn't seem to use the tight end in game script. Oh, I mean, don't. he would need to ha- he would need to score to make playing him worth it. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I would not even they're playing Kansas City. I would not play Ben Watson over. I mean, unless it's my only choice and my league is, you know, yeah, hogging tight ends for some reason. I wouldn't go out and pick them up or play him in this matchup. I've got three more that I would definitely play. Jack Doyle against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kyle Rudolph against Detroit, especially now that we know Adam Thielen is probably going to be out. And I like Darren Waller this week against the Tennessee Titans. Now, Vance McDonald (coughs) didn't really see any change in his play uh, with uh, Hodges being in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not playing it. I don't care if they are playing Arizona. Okay. I'm not playing. Now, I might have to eat my words, but I'm not playing them. Uh, Okay. And ranked number one against the tight end position in San Francisco. They are playing New Orleans, so that's Jared Cook. Uh, He's been consistent consistent in his production since week nine, but but he also hasn't played a big defense since week nine. Mm. So will this consistency hold up against San Francisco, the number one ranked against the position? Mm -hmm. I'd be scared to play play Jared Cook. Uh, Buffalo's ranked number two against the position. They're playing Baltimore. That's Mark Andrews. Now, I put he played well against San Francisco, just like his quarterback. So I'm not scared to... I am. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm playing Mark Andrews if I had him. All right. <laughs> and the New York Giants are ranked number three against the position, and they're playing Philadelphia. Zach Ertz is your in your in is the tight end in Philadelphia. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. 
Um, which I think he was still possibly feeling the effects of last week and which might have affected his play. And my question is, will it continue to impact his play this week? Possibly. And the only other one I have to add to that is Travis Kelsey against New England. Okay. Um, that, that defense is just stout. Uh, the game is in Foxborough. I just I think that defense is going to play up to par, especially against a team of Kansas City's caliber. This will be a statement win for the Patriots. So I think they're really going to go out here and try to put this one away. If they can beat Kansas City, they're going to feel like they can compete with anybody in the AFC. And these are the types of wins that Bill Belichick goes out there and gets. If they uh, don't beat Kansas City. Those are the two teams. Them and Baltimore are two teams. And I don't think they could beat Buffalo right now. Okay. There's three teams in the AFC that I don't think that New England can touch at all. Anybody else I think they can beat just because their minds are better. Um, but if they lose this game tomorrow, I think that's when we'll see them really kick the tires on bringing Antonio Brown back to the NFL. If they lose this game tomorrow against Kansas City, they win it, they'll feel like they're in a good place. Okay. Uh, the last thing I'd like to say is out of the six – Six leagues that I was no, I was in nine. No, no, no. How many leagues was I in? I know you weren't in nine. No, no, I was in six. Okay, I was in six. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Um, My play this season does not speak to the level of fantasy knowledge that I have in my head here. Yeah, you've been. uh... I am gonna have to eat some tough. I mean, there was a league where I was like. Three, uh, 3 11 and 1, 3 10 and 1. Yeah. yeah. It was like I could not pull a win out of my ass in this league. And this is my first time in this league. So now I look like a chump <laughs> in this league. <laughs> but in your defense, you did not draft your own team. That's true. You inherited a team after the draft because somebody couldn't play. That's true. You took it blindly. And so. And who did they have? Melvin Gordon. Odell Beckham and Melvin Gordon were the two best players on that roster. And something I said all preseason, I'm not drafting Melvin Gordon on any of my teams because he's not going to play. He's not going to play. And then I inherit a team and they have. Now, I'm not chalking all of it up to, uh, listen, you don't. You don't win, you win your league at the, at, draft. The, at the draft. That's true. You know, there's just – I just could not pull a good team together yeah. in that league. Yeah. Then, of course, I'm kicking ass in a league that doesn't mean anything. Right. Apparently, I joined the league with no prize <laughs> that I did not know. <laughs> I'm in two. I'm in two that are like that. I was like, oh, I just get to say I won? Yeah, well, this was it. a waste of time. Your team's not going to beat my team anyway. Whatever. So. Um, my team is, I'm on the bye this week in that league. I'm just hanging out watching y'all play. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and then, so anyway, my whole point is, it came to our attention in some of our leagues that apparently even though I try to post in the league chat, that um, our league mates are just now realizing that for 17 weeks out of our lives, we commit <laughs> yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. yeah, We do it for you. We do it for the people that we try to get to join fantasy Absolutely. because we enjoy it so much. Um, we're not getting any any money off this podcast. Nope. Not yet. Nope. Nope. We do it for our <laughs> leagues. Yeah, not yet. That's the plan. But 
and it's gonna change. We're gonna change it. We're just, we're we're just really kind of we're always altering it, always trying to get better, always trying to format it till we find the, the, the perfect mix of fantasy versus NFL. Yeah, no, talk I don't want to go NFL talk. It's only fantasy talk. Um, if you've been with us since we since season one, you know that. Well, I feel like we dropped it this season, shouting out the st- the stats of all the leagues. Because there's just so many. Just now. take yeah, we're in so yeah. many leagues that it just was taking too much time. Yeah, to it would take way show. too long to try to talk right. about the wins and the losses. Right. But I don't know. Maybe we can encourage something for next season to get yeah. people smack talking or definitely. Or we could speak to the leagues that we're in with people that we know. You know, listen. We could. Well, we want to get everyone listening. Well, uh, yeah, that's the goal. But <laughs> we're in leagues with some old people who are just not gonna listen. Well, that's because I've got to set it up on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, may the, may odds, the odds be, be forever, forever in your favor. favor.